0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. 150 years of Children's National Hospital. 150 years of groundbreaking research. Of exceptional health care for kids. Of helping families like mine and yours. 150 years stronger with your help. Please give today. Visit slash 150 years. That's childrensnational.org slash 150 years.
1: Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So, if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone.
2: Hello and welcome to the Midweek Fix podcast with us, the LFC Daytrippers. This show is brought to you with by FootballPrizes.com. This week's prize is an official 2019 Champions League final programme signed by the main man Virgil van Dijk, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Ginny Wijnaldum and Joe Gomez. If that price takes your fancy, you can enter now for only 4 95 I think there's about 66 tickets left and the offer will end on Friday. We'll make sure we put the link in the description. Best of luck, whoever is going to enter. Now, unfortunately, for my first time hosting the midweek fix, the game definitely did not go as planned. I've just been ranting to the lads off air, so I think it's probably time that... Although I'm joined by a, I would say an esteemed crew in Gav, Grizz, and Keith. Um, a frustrating night all round, would you say, Gav? Very,
3: very, very frustrating. Um, after after them wins away at Spurs and West Ham, you thought Liverpool had a bit of zip about them. They did a bit of momentum about them. They were looking into this game and and again onto Sunday with with Man City and hoping to close a gap and put a bit of pressure on. But um, tonight. Tonight was absolutely dismal. It was dismal. It's the only word I can use for me. From the start to the finish, I think I checked on 73 minutes and Liverpool had one shot on target. Um, you know, it was just it, I'm not even gonna say it was one of those nights because that usually means me you're letting a team away with it, where it's one of those nights and these things happen. But that tonight was was pathetic to be perfectly honest with you from start to finish and, and I don't really know I'm sure I'll have a lot to say on it but right now it's <laughs> it's one of those where the final whistle went and I went I can't be- not only have I wasted my time watching it but um, they've wasted my time um, as well so what can you do you just have to take her on the chin
2: Grizz you don't look a happy man mate if a, if a face could paint no, a thousand oh. words I'm
4: smiling because because mate I know how you feel. I I had to, I had to do a carnage when we lost to, to Burnley, and, and and I was just thinking off. I was thinking, fuck's sake, Jamie's got to do this show, and and it's the first one he's hosting, and I feel for him. And it's we called the get mid- better. And it's called exactly. the midweek. It's called the midweek fix. This is no fucking midweek fix right now. Um, I don't know what to say. Um, I I frowned at the team lineup. I frowned at the shape of the the, the the team in that first half. I didn't think it was right, but I didn't want to I didn't want to speak ill of this team or doubt this team because it's done it's it's made us look like idiots so many times in the past when we think ah oh, this doesn't look right. We look a bit conservative, the lineup looks pragmatic. Don't like Shaq on the right, uh, left or, or any wing. I don't like Shaq <clears throat> on the wing. Um, you know, Milner goes again. Oh, Curtis Jones had a little, um, a lovely little uh cameo. He should have been in there, but then you think to yourself, no, Klopp, Klopp is king for a reason. He's, he's he's done this so many times. We, we just we need a result. Maybe there's thinking behind it. Maybe the approach of of Brighton plays a part in its selection. But Jamie, it, it was all of those doubts, all of those, you know, we had in my head or I had in my head that came to fruition. Um, that was woeful, lacklustre, and totally devoid of ideas.
2: Grizz makes a couple of good points here, Keith, particularly, I suppose, around the, the start and eleven. because if we kind of step back, you know, going into the game, there's a lot of rumours kind of swirling around who was or wasn't going to be playing. Yeah. I think at one point, <laughs> half the team had been ruled out with the shits, it sounded like, at one point. Well, you know, the good the good news was that there weren't too many of them that was affected. It was only Alisson that missed out. But I know from my side, when I looked at the team... The big one that surprised me was the midfield. If you think of James Milner, Milner and the amount of minutes that he's had in his legs recently, um, well, the, the, all of the midfield, to be honest. Um, what was it that surprised you about the lineup and, and anything you would have done differently?
5: Yeah, well, there was too much he could have done differently, except maybe uh, Jones in for Milner. And if he does Jones in for Milner, then I'd say that's our best probably available team. it's a great thing. We could say, well, Genie was absolutely woeful tonight and could have done with coming out, but you know, you take out genie out of the team, who's going to sit in the six for you? you know, it was just one of them. Oh, I don't want to make excuses. I'm always the one that will try to make the excuses, you know, that way. But I don't think we have... Like, when you look at the bench, what are the options? Do you know what I mean? Where, where's What could we have done different? If you look at the back four, right, the goalkeeper, and I'm going to say, I thought he was very good, right? Cuevin Keller, thought he was excellent. The back four, I thought... This, I thought Nat Phillips, again, was good. I'm not laying any blame on him for the goal. But I thought the senior players around him, I thought Robbo had his worst game in a long time. I thought, you know, the midfield didn't perform and the forwards didn't, none of them performed. You know, they did. I'm not going to say, oh, well, Cuevin Keller was in goal and and Nat Phillips was playing again because I actually thought they were two of the better player. So it was just a team that... I wouldn't have played Milner personally. I think it's too many games in a row. He's he's too old and we have a big important game on Sunday. And we should have been holding him back for that. I don't know what else he could have done. You know, I don't know what else he could have done. If I was picking the team, I probably would have come up with the same lineup as that. Gav, I think when the frustrating thing for me, you know,
2: you're watching that game. I I thought the first kind of 10 minutes, I thought we were moving the ball quite well. We were moving the ball from side to side. There was a little bit of urgency and intensity there. But after about 10, 15 minutes, Brighton were able to get into their shape. They stayed very narrow. They looked very comfortable out of possession and then started to look more dangerous in possession. I think the worrying thing for me is, from maybe t- 15, 20 minutes on, it was all very, very predictable. And you could tell if we were still playing tonight, we wouldn't have scored. It went back to, it, it,
3: like, people are, are, are making comparisons with Burnley. I thought it was worse. And the reason I think it's worse is because we go into Burnley in a bad run of form. And when you're in a bad run of form and you're out of ideas and confidence and stuff like that, these things can happen. Um, but we're not, we've we've come off the back of two really good wins away at Spurs and West Ham. Um, two resounding wins for me. And like you said, 10, 15 minutes we looked. Yeah, we are moving it around. But I said on the show last night in the preview, we needed to make that pitch big and we needed to be brave. And we weren't any of that. And, and there's loads of people in the chat saying, you know, um, eight players out perspective. Well, and that's a very valid point, but at the same time, you can't tell me that them players on the pitch tonight weren't good enough to go and beat Brighton. Now, I don't yeah, agree Brighton, with
4: the lineup. Yeah, Brighton done what you just said that that we should have done. Brighton made the p- pitch big and played yeah. the brave football.
3: Yeah, but, they but have, well, they they played the brave football in the sense that they they had a really really good shape and they looked to they looked to to break on us when they got the chances, and and that was fine. Um, but what I'm saying is, like, I agree with what Keith's saying there. Like, someone else said there when Alden is finished. Um, well, look, when Alden hasn't stopped, um, all season, I don't think anyone, I would doubt anyone in 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 world football has played more more, um, than when Alden since the start of this season. And it looked like a game too far from. I was very surprised Milner played because there was a the talk of a toy hamstring. You know, he's 30, whatever. I think he's is he 35. Well, I just keep saying he's 35. Um, but he he. He's he's of the age now where it will start to catch up with him. I don't care how many bleed tests you do in August, it'll catch up with you with them intensity of games over that short period of time. But having said that, you you can you can you can make excuses for them maybe. But I thought I thought Henderson was okay. I thought Phillips was okay. I thought the two fullbacks were awful. Um, I thought Firmino was awful. I thought Shaqiri looked lost. Salah was wasteful. It just everything seemed to come down to all the players not playing well on the night together as a group. But at the same time, nobody in there was looking to take control or, or show some bravery or, or do something different. And it just we just reverted back to the form before West Ham and sports. We, we really did. And maybe that's something to do with the A players out. Possibly, the chances are it is. But at the same time, these players are going on the pitch. And if they're going on the pitch and we talk about, you know, all the data we have on players and stuff like that if we have all that data, we're not sending them players on and thinking, oh, well, they won't have enough What we'll send them on anyway. It was just, it was shy. Let's be honest, let's call a spade a spade.
2: Look, you know that I'm one of the most positive Liverpool fans there is uh, and I came on to this very deflated tonight, very frustrated. Um, I felt... I felt the pattern of the game was very predictable. It felt like we hadn't learned from you know we've we've pretty much had mirror image games uh, you know since uh, you know the, the the start of December probably when when this kind of form kicked off. And Griz, you kind of tweeted um, I suppose in relation to to Shack. And particularly in the first half, it was very evident that he didn't look to get in behind. He wasn't stretching the pitch. He was dropping inside. And it really did blunt us as as an attacking force. When Brighton were camped, you know, very narrow, it was playing into their hands that he was constantly looking to come inside. Shaq
4: Shaq played um, against Spurs and West Ham away. He didn't
3: play against Spurs.
4: He's played against West Ham away. Um, Same thing. And and he, oh, no. played, and he played a different role completely. And we were all showering praise on him in terms of when he's on the ball. And even against United, Gav, when he, he played in the cup game against United, and he played from a central position. Yeah. Um, I don't see what Shaq brings us uh, from a wide position, um, Jamie. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what he brings us, um, especially when he's playing wide left. When he's playing wide right, you can say that um, he can cut in and he's got that whip that mo has got and he can bring sometimes and put it into the top corner. He's got a fantastic shot. He's got fantastic vision. He's got fantastic weight of pass. What he hasn't got is any pace whatsoever. And you're replacing, you're replacing him with Sadio Mane and keeping the rest of the formation the same. That doesn't make sense to me, Jamie. That doesn't. I can't, for the life of me, make that make that uh, compare the two players. Early in the season, we were replacing Mane with Jota, who you can compare the two players' attributes. Um, always going at the defender, whether they sort of having a bad game or a good game, but they're persistent. They're getting the ball from Robo. Robo was giving it to them very early because he knows that Jota and Mane will attack the fullback at every opportunity. Shaq was laying it off. Shaq was looking for an inward pass, and that was it. Robbo wasn't overlapping because he knows Shaq hasn't got the attributes to come back with his man. No. So it blunted everything. It blunted everything. Um, I, In my opinion, Shaq should always be, if Shaq's going to be in the team, he should be the fulcrum, the central the central a player who's going to be receiving the ball. I mean, Klopp alluded to it. This is why I'm confused, lads. He said, he said, we wanted Shaq to play as one of the tens um, along with Thiago or or at worst, one of the eights. He blunts, he totally blunted the attack down the left. Um, we were over-reliant on Salah to cut in on the right. And Bobby had a stinker. We've we got to call it as is. Bobby... Bobby was reverted to sort of his bad form where he couldn't trap the ball. There was no, he was so. Sur- and again, it goes back to Klopp's selection, lads. I, I I agree he didn't have much option, but the moving the moving on Shaq from a central position to wide right, I thought was disastrous.
2: I, I feel and and Rames kind of touches on it here in in his super chat. You know, it feels like. We're not really learning from mistakes. And if you look, I think my particular issue tonight was was the midfield. I, I understand what you're saying about Shaq. I think he's better suited more centrally. I don't think it, it kind of feels like a square peg in a round hole when he's when he's put on, on the left. Um, but like Ramez says, I think when you look at our midfield, it, he says if we didn't have a ball winner in there tonight, I, I'd say we did in James Milner. But James, James Milner should not have been anywhere near that football pitch tonight. I think it's too much to ask of him to come in and try to to dominate. And I think that opens up another conversation where we should be looking potentially at. Is the time now to try and release Jordan Henderson into midfield, Keith? Because, you know, Brighton with a better side tonight, look, let's make no bones about it. But are you telling me that we wouldn't have been able to cope if we'd have brought in an out-and-out centre-back to play alongside Nat Phillips tonight and allowed Hendo to use his energy, his legs, his combative nature. I think that would have made a hell of a difference because we just look so flat in the middle.
5: Uh, yeah, I, I take that on board. And Rajiv did make a, uh, uh, Rame's made a good point in his in his super chat. I, don't, I hear what you're saying, Jamie. The midfield is an issue. Um, and getting a centre-back in, and I think Quebec it's going to be the answer to that one. I think Davis might be a bit away, to be honest. To, to lump him in tonight is probably too soon. And Williams is, is a no-go. But I think that has to be a has to be an idea of getting Jordan Henderson back into that midfield. I think it's it's critical at this stage that that we have some, if not very, not variety in the midfield. Maybe we just need that stability again. We need to see if it's when when them sitting in the six Henderson to one side and Thiago to the other for a run of games to settle the team down happy days. It's hard at the moment. I want to go back to something Grizz said. I think he's a bit harsh on Shaq. I thought Shaq was woeful tonight. Don't get me wrong, but I thought Robertson was so poor. It's one of the worst games. I don't think Robertson's poor play was down to Shaq. I think he could have been the other way around, but Grizz is a football man. So I do take his, um, his, his opinion on board. And I something else Grizz said was about Mousala. Um you didn't really dig Mo Salah out there. You sort of excused him and, and I thought he was woeful. From the first minute, I thought he was woeful. I thought he had a chance, a good chance that he that he wasn't clinical with. And I think the elites sort of would put them away. And Salah just didn't get into the game tonight. Now, in defense of that. And I'm moving away from the question, sorry, Jamie. In defence of that, (laughs) Brighton play with four centre-backs, right? So Brighton are playing with four centre-backs. We can't fall into the trap of lumping balls in. So the forwards, you know, there was no variety in the play. And again, it comes back to the midfield question and even comes back to the centre-back question. You know, if you have two centre-backs in there and they just their job is to defend, the onus, I think, is too much on Henderson to be a playmaker while playing centre-back as well. And I think that's a bit unfair, do you know what I mean? I know Van Dyke sorta of can do that with his passing. Henderson can do it as well with his passing. But Henderson is I think if he does it ten yards forward up the field, I think it'll be more effective and more impactful. Do you know what I mean? So it's a knock on effect all over the place. I think the midfield needed something, as I touched on earlier. You know, Ox and Court to say are options there. Who's who's holding your midfield with those lads? I, Thiago, I and we saw him struggle doing it, you know what I mean?
3: I think um, I think we're making too much of this Henderson going into midfield thing Like,
5: I think so as well
3: The, the midfield the midfield tonight you're saying lack creativity I think it lacked energy and it lacked yeah. another thing and the other thing it lacked was <coughs> committing opposition players and being brave and if you can get that out one of your midfielders you're absolutely fine Thiago's a lovely player and I'm not digging him out here either Um, he's a lovely player he's very good in the ball he, he looks to open things up it's his vision. It's his way of pass. It's his timing of pass. I, I, I can't understand how Curtis Jones doesn't start that game. I can't understand why they didn't say, look, why don't we just put Winaldam at the base, put Jones and Thiago in midfield and stick Shakiri in narrow? Um, because they're playing three centre halves anyway. So if you want to push Shakiri in narrow, it, 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 it makes their defensive midfielder think. It makes their towards centre half think because you'll end up with Salah and Firmino up against those two. The problem you probably have then is that wing backs have a bit of freedom. But the wing backs and if you push them back with Trent and with Robertson looking to be the outlet, you know, it 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 makes more sense for me. The, this whole thing of, oh, the midfield was shit, get Henderson in there. I'm all for Henderson being in midfield. But I don't think on, on the evidence tonight that you can just it turn around and go, difference. oh, Henderson go. It makes a difference. But what? how much oh, of a yeah, difference? Oh, yeah. Well, not, a big,
5: not as big a difference.
3: I don't agree with do you. I'm with Gav. I don't think it makes a you? So I'll tell you what. Right, just, just for argument's sake. If we put, for sake, right? If we put Quebec is there tonight or, or Davies or, or Fabinho, right? And you put Henderson into that midfield instead of... No, no. Milner, right? How much more how much more creativity do you get? And what I mean by that is Henderson's go for a, for a diagonal, he's great passing. He's a bit like he's not on the level of Thiago for passing, but he's similar in what he tries to do. Whereas Jones is going to get it and go, cause he's a cocky fucker. And you need that at times. You'll yeah. slate him at times, but you need it where he'll go, give me it. And I'll just go by that fella. I, I don't need to pass the pass. I'll go past him and then I'll get someone else to come near me. And then we might play. That's what was missing tonight. I don't think the argument the Henderson moving into midfield I, I is a massive. I don't, thing.
2: I don't, I don't agree. I don't agree. Well, I, I can see what you're saying, but if, if I look at Henderson stepping into that midfield, I look at us tonight and I, Totally agree. Curtis Jones should start that game. Uh, I think he's the one midfielder that... that, Yeah, he he offers us something that the others don't. um, Ability to keep the ball. I think what Henderson would give is an energy and... He would make us move the ball quicker. I think there were so many times tonight that it was just so slow and lethargic and it was left to right. It was left to right. Yeah, Gav, you bang on the money. Uh, I think Thiago was zipping balls into the front three. It wasn't sticking. It was coming back. I just think Henderson wouldn't let that midfield three rest on its laurels. He would press... Uh, Basuma, he basically bullied our midf- midfield three. He was an absolute revelation for them in there. I don't think that happens with Jordan Henderson in the middle. Oh, I, I,
3: I agree. agree. I, I, I agree with you, but but what I'm trying to say to you is, he does make us pass it much quicker. But what way are we passing it? This is what I'm saying. Like, you can pass it as quick as you want to those fullbacks. You can pass it as quick as you want to A, B, or, C. What I'm saying is that wasn't should and shouldn't have been the angle of attack. The angle of attack should have been let's get Jones in a hole or and, and commit players and then look for Shakiri to even even if he's playing out on a in a four three three, then look for him to say, I've gone past this guy, and now I'm literally doubling up with Shakiri against their wing back and, and maybe their centre well, half it, has it, to come it, over. We it's we the, it's the not direction it of, the of what they're doing.
5: Why not go the, with mid- the diamond again and go Absolutely. with the centre rather than go wide. If they've got six foot six wing back and they've got three centre backs and they've got Basu and all, the height is there. There's no point in going wide. Where we should have played it. I know hindsight's a great thing, but we should have played a more. It's not, it's, have it, it, the it
4: hindsight is a wonderful thing, but I think, I think it's it's, it's it, you have to call a spade a spade. And Klopp got that so wrong tactically, because when you are playing against four six foot plus centre backs. The last thing they want is tricky little number 10s whizzing around just in front of them. That is the last thing they want. The first thing they want is a four-three-three with not a mobile forward, not a strong...
1: Turn off your laptop. We're on staycation. I'm on TotalWine.com. They have so many
0: rosés, chardonnays, and proseccos. It feels like a real vacation.
1: Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more.
4: Not a big, not a target man per se, as in Bobby. And a short diminutive playmaker, but playing on the wing now, a la Shaq. That's what they want all day. And then you want your fullbacks crossing in. And and they lulled us into making crosses again. Absolutely, I agree with yours and Jamie's point about Henderson would have made a difference to the midfield. Anderson wouldn't have made a difference to the running power or the speed of our attacks, of or, or the or the runs, the lack of runs of our forwards. Thiago can find anyone, anywhere, anytime, any place, but he needs movement, and the lack of movement killed us today, a la Shaq and Bobby. And obviously, we don't want to. I don't know if we're going to touch Put on, on. Onto that. I know what you're going to say. Yeah.
2: We've, we've got a section yeah. carved out for that. Yeah. Don't worry. I oh, want yeah, to pick up on, on, on something that Ramaz has, has said. And, and that was my next point that I wanted to bring up. He says, We've a bigger issue. Uh, we're only playing at one striker, Mo, uh, who's been playing off the left. And Bobby's average position was deeper than most midfielders. And that that is always a telltale sign for me, Gav. When Liverpool are struggling, Bobby Firmino seems to drop deeper and deeper and deeper. Uh, he, he comes searching for the ball. I think tonight was one of those nights where it wasn't sticking with him at all. It, it just wasn't his night. And and we've seen over the last couple of weeks when he functions, Liverpool function. He could have been one of the main reasons we we didn't get going tonight.
3: Possibly. Um, he, he didn't have a good game. There's no, I'm not going to skirt around that issue. He didn't have a good game. I don't. It's hard to pick out people that did um, have a really good game. There's some had decent games, but. But I go back to this, Jamie. He's dropped... and I don't, I don't agree when him dropping deep because I think you're right. When Liverpool struggle, he does look to come deep and and play and and see if he can kind mm. of get something going. Maybe, maybe he's taking on himself. But again, I mm. uh, the diff. You see, you can have Thiago, you can have Henderson, you can have whoever you want, putting balls into that front three, um, or slash front two, or whatever way you want to call it. But what, like the lad said, when you're playing against big, strong, physical, dominant players at the back, right? One, they don't want, to, they're happy for you, they're happy for you to play in front of them. They're happy for them to get into your feet and they get physical with you, force you out wide and eventually have to put the ball in the box. That was their plan. This is what I'm saying. If you, if, Bobby suffers tonight and he's not good, but he suffers tonight. And so does Salah and Shakiri I think, in the fact that they were trying to be fed balls in into them in tight areas against big physical defenders that were just happy to do that all day. If you have somebody that's going to take a forty yards goal and just skip past the fella, even if you get two yards, the whole shape of the game changes. And then Bobby Absolutely. might might come a bit shorter and say, "Right, give it to me, and I'll just wall pass it to you." And you're going past the next fella that's that's trying to be up my arse. This is what I'm saying: the the angle of attack and the per, the personnel. Um, None of them were there tonight. None of them were there tonight. Brighton were happy to say, you just keep putting balls into them front three. No problem. 40 yards from our goal. No problem. Because we'll just be physical against them and we block all the spaces and we'll eventually filter your wide and you will do what we want. And that's exactly what happened tonight because of energy, personnel, and the way we try to play. And uh, I, I don't feel sorry for Bobby. I think he was poor, but I can see why he's dropping deep because he's probably looking to... to engineer something different to what's being fed into him already it's just there's loads of stuff you can go on about but for me it it was missing an ingredient midfield massively to me and i
5: think um that's probably the root of a lot of the problems and for over that 90 minutes in fairness to bobby and just before we move off that look i'm a huge bobby for me no fan he's one of my favorite players over the last few years and he was going too deep but he was trying to make things happen and the last few games he's played better by dropping deep and trying to, you know, to, against United in the cup, he, he puts a lovely ball through um, for Mo to go on to. And he put one through tonight as well, it just missed out on something. But he shouldn't be coming in there, and, and it is a big problem. Um, when he's the lone striker there and he's coming, it's it's maybe okay when you do that if you've got Mane, as we've touched on, on the Absolutely. left, and you've got Salah on the right. But when you've got Shaq, I'm a big Shaq fan. not going to lie, I'm a big Shaq fan. But he doesn't play left wing. You know, you can play right wing and you can play ten. Can't play left wing. Never has. So we by Bobby doing that, he's trying to help the team, but it's it's really just to but Chief, to the, team.
4: the reason why he was dropping into that, and the reason why he was dropping deeper and deeper is because our midfielders are playing in a horizontal three. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the problem. They it's were true. playing in a horizontal three. Do you remember we discussed Milner's uh, uh, sort of runs into the box? Against, uh, against West Ham and against Man United and, and even against Spurs. We were talking about him making those third, third man runs, second man runs. There was none of that tonight. He didn't have the, it's not, it's not a slight on Milner. It's a slight on Klopp. Unfortunately, you know, Klopp picked him. You know, Ginny wasn't brave again. Ginny was back to his sort of, you know, conservative, but that's Ginny's game fine. Thiago hasn't got the energy to the legs and anymore to play three or four games. Now it is in, in a matter of 10 days. You know, he, he's still, you know, he's, he's coming back from a huge injury, a different different tempo of a league. He had to see this. Klopp had to see this. And how he didn't is beyond me tonight.
2: Chris, Jonathan makes a point here. He says, our entire system is broken because of injuries. We're plugging gaps all over the pitch every game, and it's impossible to be consistent doing this. Do you think it's fair to say, look, I don't want to blame injuries, Are we expecting too much of this Liverpool team to keep going game after game, given the fact that we are, I think it was uh, eight senior players missing tonight uh, with the numbers doing the rounds? Does there need to be a little bit of uh, kind of context behind these performances? Or do you think that ultimately the 11 out there was good enough to get the win and we shouldn't be trying to make excuses for it?
4: I think 100% there's context behind it. There's absolutely no way we can... We can sort of slaughter this team and say and forget about who they are, you know, and and, and, you know what they've done for us. There's absolute context, Um, but we can only judge it on sort of tonight's basis in terms of that eleven was still, in my opinion, good enough to win that game. Um, If they performed, they didn't, and the reasons into why they didn't perform is what we've discussed so far. And then add on to that that eight first team players were missing. It's not a joke. That is not a fucking joke, lads. That's seven, eight first team lads. What it shows, Jamie, to me, what it shows is the backup to the backups can have an odd brilliant game, but they're just not good enough at this level on a consistent basis. And, but you can say that for many of the other teams in world football as well. You've got to remember, these. some of these are the backups to the backups. For example, Jota is the backup to Mane, But he's not available. So Shaq's the backup to Jota. Um, you know, similarly in midfield. You know, we don't need to go through the center back situation. So we're talking about we've got these are the backups to the backups. And so there eventually there has to be a a drop-off in quality and intensity and consistency. These are the reasons why they are the backups to the backups, because they're not consistent enough. And unfortunately, they're not good enough. And there has to be some, this is why. I go back to, and we always joke and discuss about it, but this is why I do think there is a certain rebuild of a squad that needs to be done over the next couple of windows. And I think
2: today was indicative of that. Showed why? Gav, Kev, Kev sent a message. and I think he makes a good point. You know, with a mentally and physically better midfield, we can beat City. We look knackered. I, I, and I think Klopp has alluded to the fact that we were tired after the game. Is it fair to maybe question Klopp tonight and say that he had a, it wasn't his best night at the office, given he was the one that picked the midfield three after them having so many minutes oh. in the legs. We had other options on on the bench. I, I, I'll be honest; I'd look at that game and potentially say it's uh, a Amin Amino could have uh, affected that game uh, better than s- some of the other options that we had. And these are decisions that have uh, have been made by Klopp. Do you think some questions rightly be asked of him tonight? Um, yeah,
3: look, nobody's above above. Um, nobody's above question, uh, but. You know, like Kev says there, mentally and physically, better in midfield, we can beat I I fully agree with that. Um, I, I think y, y, you have to do, and, and the previous comment about, you know, the, the senior players that are out, um, like you do have to make, not excuses, but you have to make like some sort, you have to look yeah. at it and say, is there anybody else floating around where any senior players out? You know, Southampton last night, I think, where. but, it, you know, oh, I still stand by, for where we are for what's happened to us, I think we're we're still doing really well. But at times you do have to look at it and say to yourself, like, what the fuck was going on there tonight? Now, he also says, Kevin, you have to give Brighton credit, and I want to, because I thought you were brilliant. Um, Very good manager. Yeah, their, their, um, their game plan, the way they carried it out, and the way they picked our opportunities to get at us, I thought was excellent. And um, they seen the weaknesses in us. Whether that was when they seen the team sheet and seen the midfield, and you know, and thought we can get at them here, you know, because they, I, I'd say they're shocked. Gone Milner's playing again, you know. And um, let's get loads of energy in there, and let's get around them and see what we can do because they, they back themselves too. But with regards to Klopp, my only question for Klopp will be: I, I think he's limited in in his his selection he can make because of the injuries we have. But I'd like to see him change it up a bit, you know. I and what I mean by that is I don't, I don't mean like just start playing all players all over the track. What I mean is you can have those eleven, but just change it around a bit and say to them, look, we're limited in what we can do. We're limited in the options we have. We are a little bit low on energy, but let's try this, you know. And if and if if it goes wrong, it's all um, it's all on my head. And tonight. We fell into Bright- the trap, Brighton set for us, and Brighton set that trap because they've seen numerous teams this season. While we're struggling with personnel, form, energy, whatever it might be, numerous teams have come across this way of playing us. And Klopp again, for me, fell into that trap and didn't do anything out of the ordinary to make Brighton think.
2: Keith, be honest. You know we, we, we've come into the second half. Um, you know the, the game's getting away from us. We look to the bench. And you see the change of Origi coming on, Alex Oxley chamberlain What was your gut reaction? Did you feel it was the right change at the time? No. And did you think it was going to affect the, the game? Because I know I certainly didn't.
5: No, I couldn't agree more, Jamie. The exact same feeling. I think Curtis Jones should have been the first taxi off the rank into any substitution that was being made. Because I'll start on Alex Oxley chamberlain first. I like Alex Oxley chamberlain I think he's a, he's a good guy. Right? There's he's no a good... one you don't like.
4: I was just going to say no. that. There's no one you don't like.
5: Loves them all. Well, well no, no, Hold on. I'm going to talk about Divock in a minute. But Alex Oxley Chamberlain, right? He's a good guy. He's he's oh, a okay, decent yeah. player, okay. right? You know, he's a good guy. He's 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 good around the team, and he's very unlucky for injuries, right? That he was looked like he was going to kick on us, and then he got setbacks with injuries. Right? All Alex Oxley Chamberlain is offering these days is pot shots. Now, maybe tonight the plan was right. Take a few shots. It look like. We, we went down that route in the second half, right? So Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain comes on. And, you know, that one raised me concerned. But then Divock as well. Divock Origi, I was forced from the to say to say, I thought he played better in the second half against West Ham. Couldn't have been any worse than he was in the first half. But that fella is just... There's, there's the issue we have with Divock, right? Divock scored some big, important goals for Liverpool. You know, he scored a Champions League final goal. He scored the, the Derby goal against Baby Arms. He scored the corner taken quickly. He's he's got iconic moments for Liverpool. I never want to see him playing again for us. We should have sold him too we should have sold him after the Champions League. Lightning we struck lightning in a bottle with Devokariji for that run in at the end of that season. When he came in and everything he was doing was having results, having results. And since then, there's only been two or three. He came into the, into the derby last year, scored a couple of goals. He offers nothing to the team. And it's not even skill. It's the, the application. It's the lack of running. It's the standing still. It's the, the, the dozy look on his face. As in, you know, does nothing that he, he doesn't look like he has any ideas. He's, a, he's a six foot three. Forward, who can't can't lump anyone over, can't physically impose so, himself on a game. So,
4: guys, tell me, I agree with everything you've said, all right? And I and I don't want to take over the hosting duties, but there's one question, Jamie, that I want to ask all of you, right? Because we talk about
3: this it's and having, we, we try really to... Here, no, I am, I am, I am, because, I like am. I
4: like it, I like it. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why, because it's build up and it's building up. And what Keith said has been absolutely spot on with regards to Div. And I'm pretty certain all of us agree. And probably 95% of the people in the chat, which we've got 650 now. Dominic, how many likes we've got, because mm-hmm. it's a disgraceful amount of likes. So get those fucking <laughs> likes <laughs> in kid. first. Before I want to He gets aggressive run. all the time. No, Very I have aggressive.
3: to get aggressive 148 leagues. It's, 148
4: likes. That's 148 shambolic. <coughs> it's that's all shambolic. Shots. That's shambolic. <laughs> get those likes fucking pumps, so I can sort of get some energy through those likes. But I want to ask you guys, right? And we're all Klopp's fucking fans. He's the greatest thing that's ever happened to us. And then Edwards is the second greatest thing that's ever happened There's to book us.
2: Go on, right. on, what's the book?
4: But what and why? Did we not sell Divock? Why did we not take a hit, take a loss, and then stick with Minamino, who is seen to be the long-term project? Klopp's words, Minamino's a long-term project. If he's a long-term project, he needs to stay around Liverpool. He needs to be coached, train every day with elite players like Mane, Mo, Thiago, not be fucked off to Southampton and kept, and this lump kept. Make it and make famous. sense
5: can, I, can I, goal I jump in first before I Because okay. he might rob me point because he's good at points. <laughs> I think Klopp was dead Take right. Take your points, the goals of Minamino. That's it. Um, what Klopp said about Minamino, I think, was was right. It was honest and it was it was very well put. He needs games. He's not going to get them with us. He's, he's not physical enough. And Divock, as I've said, is a big stock in the show. He is a big lump. And his physicality kept him. You can't blame Klopp for not offloading Divok in this window. He should have been offloaded long ago, in my opinion, but it's never time. linked. It's never linked, Grizz. And that's a criticism I have. Klopp is overly loyal to some players and Divok is chief among them. Is he can't be good around the fucking squad. The way Degsy was, the way Lalana was, the way Oxlade Chamberlain is. Danny Ing's got a lot of credit because he was good to have around the place. Divok can't, like, what is Divok? His personality is just so laid back, and there's nothing wrong with that, but he's he's offering nothing at the moment, and yet he's he's playing. He should have been sold, I think, long ago before coming to this window. Yes. There was a moment
2: Um, tonight, go on, Gav.
3: Uh, well, first of all, Olivier Pesky Salido has sent in a, uh, super chat. He says, when the players who have carried you for three seasons have a dip in form, the others need to step up. Div, Ox, Shack, Taki, Keita. That's hard to say. Kate should be possessed, uh, every time they step on the pitch. Salvage the night. Give the keen. Yeah, that has been put on the list, um, of donations for Keen. Thanks very much. But you're know, making too much of this Origi stuff for me tonight. Um, you're deflecting away from the rest of the team, in my opinion. I agree. Um,
4: it's not about tonight, Gav. Well, not it not is tonight. because he played tonight, no, and you're bringing him up. You be, so, no, I'm asking no, you No, I'm this. just. Oh,
3: I'm, I'm just about to answer that. You're deflecting um, my question. No, I'm not. I'm not. Answer you're my not. question. No, I'm, I'm just about to. If you shut the fuck up. Um, right. <laughs> so, first of all, I agree with you on Um I said it. I thought he should have been sold after the Champions League final. He was at the height of his value. You could see that he was. He was a sub that had an impact at the odd time when we needed, yeah. and, and big impacts. Don't get me wrong, and a great game against Barcelona, and we know all that. But he was a substitute that had impact sometimes when we probably needed not so much a sub but somebody to push the front three, i.e., Jota, yeah. um, and or a substitute that had an impact all the time. All right, and in doing in doing that, you become a person that pushes the front three. He should have been sold. He was at the height of his value um and i've no i make no bones about saying that that's that's my opinion on him um it's a bit it, it is a bit strange that Minamino goes but like Klopp said he needed game times he wasn't going to get it here he needs consistent games I think is what Klopp's yeah. trying to say rather than he he seems to be a player that needs consistent games to get used to what's going on in England the style of play and Southampton suits that and he'd probably get consistent games there I don't think the bit part stuff was helping him at Liverpool and well, no matter how funny. long you went bit part with him it wasn't going to work whereas you might see him in six months come back and go I'm ready I'm ready and I'm actually ready for bit part stuff because I'm I'm actually, you know, that's I'm, I'm more acclimatized with Origi. Uh, look, I don't think he was very good when he came on, but he's not the biggest issue for me tonight. Um, I think every time he comes on a pitch, I'm not confident, but I, I get a bit bored of talking about him because it seems to be an easy place to go is Divock Origi when Liverpool haven't played well and you want to have a real go with somebody, you know. and... and, did, and, no, I did, and yeah.
2: I think that's fair, right? I, I think that's fair. I think he's still got to, the thing that annoys me, right? Is I think, yeah, I think there was bigger issues tonight. And the next question I want to ask is, is linked to that. But I just want to touch on one thing about Origi. the application. And this is this mm-hmm. has been going on now. Yeah, he's you know he's he's done great things in the past, but I, I, I don't think there's room for sentiment in football. Liverpool needed to win that football match tonight, and he came on and he, he looked like he didn't give a shit. There was there was one moment. When Jordan Henderson had the ball and he was looking forward for movements, and Divock Origi stood still, didn't move, and Henderson put his arms out. Yeah. Well, I, I agree, and some of the comments coming through is there's definitely bigger issues. But when we're looking for a game, uh, looking for a goal, or we're looking for something to change, Origi's come on and offered absolutely nothing. And and I think it's criminal that a professional footballer is continuing to deliver this level of performance and lack of application. I just, I don't think it's good enough. And I don't understand how, you know, Bobby's having an off day and the person we turn to is still Divok Origi. I I just feel like Liverpool have evolved since that. And I suppose the next stage of the the question, okay, if we sidestep Origi and we look at the, the wider situation we're in, and I'll come to you, Chris, the worrying thing for me now potentially is that...
3: Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds.
1: Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic. Our first system that detects
3: snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. And now during the Tempur-Pedic Summer of Sleep, all Tempur-Pedic mattresses are on sale with savings up to $500 on adjustable sets. Get your best sleep, all night,
1: every night. Learn more at tempurpedic.com.
2: There is a blueprint to stop Liverpool from playing we haven't scored a goal now since I think it was uh, December time at home at Anfield. Is this a marker now for the rest of the season The teams can come, come in, stay narrow, stay compact, wait for their chance to hit us on the break? And we're ultimately going to keep failing this test because it seems to be that we haven't learned from past mistakes.
4: Um,
2: if Klopp
4: continues to play 4-3-3 without seven, eight significant major players Yes, but the, but, the, but the thing that frustrates me and the, the biggest thing that frustrates me tonight is, Jamie, we solved that in the last two games by changing it. Spurs and West Ham wouldn't have dreamt of us playing that diamond in midfield. And lo and behold, we kept hold of the ball throughout the game. Because I tell you what, tonight, Brighton had passages of play where they passed around us. West Ham and Spurs didn't because our midfield setup was completely different. If we continue to play with either of our so called big big boys up front to play 4-3-3, we will be continually frustrated, especially at home. That's the frustrating part. We did change it around and we found a method. We found we found a way of playing and scoring goals. And then we've reverted to type tonight. We've reverted to type, Keith. We had no money. We put Bobby in his position where he thrives when he's got runners going in behind. Bobby's at his best when he's got Mane and Salah going in behind, and he didn't have either.
0: Yeah, uh, sorry, we've, he left had,
4: yeah,
5: he we've left had, ourselves in a position now where we don't have wing, wing threats because then change Shaq it See, and I agree and it's a Rigi that are the attacking options I know is cool. not a long term injury that's fair enough Mane should yeah. be in there but Mane had a dip in form as well it's not like Mane was tearing her up before he got injured Jota has been a huge loss we all know that we can make excuses oh, but it's one player he's only a backup right? Jota has been a huge issue The recruitment and someone mentioned about a rebuild time to rebuild the squad. And we can keep saying it, but if there's no money to rebuild it, what do you do? Do you know what I mean? Like, sell the dead, but that's what I'm coming to. That's what I'm ruthless. He's got to be ruthless. And I said it all. So, am I going to have have to be ruthless on what we want for them? Because if we're looking for 30 million for Divocker Rigi, right, we're not going to get it now. We've played him out of a 30 million pound transfer, we could have got that after the Champions League. We could have been ruthless and cashed in on Divok then. We won't get it. We're looking for too much for Gruyich. We're looking for too much for Harry Wilson. We're looking for too much for every other player that we tried to offload. And right. I know the COVID situation hasn't helped that, right? It really hasn't helped that, but we, so we're going to have to bite the bullet. Our squad rebuild can't depend on sales now because we don't have assets to sell unless we're selling someone that we don't want to sell. Do you know what I mean? So there has to be a change in, in thought from, from FSG or from Michael Edwards. Or do you have to be creative with the type of player that they're going to avoid? Because if, if Klopp wants to continue with 4-3-3 with wide forwards, he needs to have wide forwards that can play that. Now, this talk of Mbappe in the summer could be a pipe print, could be real. Stop I don't it, know. Me. But Stop. No, but what I'm saying is, listen, hear me out, hear me. what I'm saying is the more realistic target for me and the more FSG target is someone like Pedro Neto. And if you have someone like Pedro Neto, I know we're just rebuilding the fucking Wolves forward line. But if you had a Pedro Neto and a Diego shot as your backups, you have unpredictable players. Now I'm not playing fantasy football here. Boy him, boy him. But our recruitment has to be more catered and suited. If Klopp isn't going to be flexible with his formations, and he's not, he's done well against Spurs and West Ham and shaking, shaking it up, but you reverted to type tonight in a game that we could all look at and see you say, this isn't going to work out because we don't have the personnel. So do we have to recruit a bit smarter than half players? Someone mentioned about uh, Harvey Elliott, which we recall called Harvey Elliott for the second half. He'll be better suited staying at Blackburn, in my opinion. But do we need to have more wingers, more more pace, more direct players than than Shaq or Divock as your backups on the wing? Or, uh, or Ox? You know, the options aren't great.
2: I think Cam makes a good point, and I'll come to you on this, Gav. He, he talks about the moments of uh, individual brilliance from Salah in, in the in the West Ham game that that ultimately changed that game and changed the perception of that game. Are we becoming, in the moment, you know, in, in the absence of a Mane, in the absence of a Jota, are we become overly reliant on Salah to produce those moments of brilliance to kind of unlock these teams? And is too much being made of the the the, the performances, you know, over over the last couple of games? Are they, in part, down to Salah, Salah obviously breaking the deadlock and, and and producing moments of brilliance?
3: Um no I I just um I know what Cam says there Milner and Shaq were tootless in that game subs Bobby for Jones Klopp is worrying me um no I I disagree a bit with 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 um with Cam I think if you watch the Spurs game I thought we were brilliant um more or less from start to finish the West Ham game. I thought we were so controlled. We looked threatened, but we didn't, like, you could easily, maybe Cam's looking at the West Ham game and thinking, well, we didn't score until Salah's moment of brilliance. But if you watch it, we were creating, we weren't just side to side, side to side, side to side, lumping it in the box. We weren't doing that. We were patient. We were patient. We were were moving it. And, you know, it wasn't a case of out wide and and cross it. And I think if Liverpool had its gone with that tonight and being patient all right if it gets to 40 50 fine but we're playing but we didn't do that we didn't do it with any energy so we weren't actually putting brighton under massive pressure mentally um, physically we, so brighton cantered through that game because we reverted to type um over the last month six weeks where we got it we put up wide and we seen what happened and uh, you know, people might be able to go on to opt-in and tell me how many crosses we had, but you could see it. Th- there was no urgency in it. You know, yeah. there was no, there was no, like, you see, you see that goal for Salah. Um, Jones, if you watch the goal, Jones gets it, he shoves a fella out of the way, he breaks across him, he commits another fella, he plays, it gets played, bang, bang, bang. And Salah is given the opportunity to have that bit of brilliance because we've committed players and we've pulled them out of shape. We weren't doing that tonight. We weren't doing that tonight, and that's down to a, a lack of urgency and a lack of patience from me, you know. And uh, uh, Klopp is worrying him. Look, I don't, I don't agree with the subs that went on there tonight. The times they come on, Jones should have started the game. But, but when you like, you can always go back to the injuries, and and I don't like to sometimes because I still think I have to take these players on the pitch at face value, and I have to take those eleven in the way they went about the game. If we try to be intricate around the box play around them and it just didn't come off I'd walk away from that going smash and grab from Brighton we tried and it didn't work but I'm walking away from that going you don't fuck all
2: yeah, you don't nothing zero, and
3: that's that's the biggest thing for me we reverted to type and when you do that you're going to be found out
2: Chris, I want to come to you because I, I think if you if we step back from this game and if we look at the wider season and where this kind of leads uh, leaves Liverpool and in terms of our expectations, what's realistic? Now, there's been a couple of comments, and I think it's fair coming in the chat, you know, particularly kind of benchmarking ourselves against Manchester City at the moment, who have an embarrassment of riches. You only have to look at the amount of money that sat on their bench, game after game after game. And I seen a a tweet come and I thought it was excellent from Andrew Beasley tonight. And he said, for the sixth time this season, Liverpool have at least eight players unavailable for a match. They've had six or more missing in almost two thirds, so 65% of their matches this season. When you hear those numbers, I was taken aback by that. Is the conversation now changing from title challenges to? take your licks, take your medicine and, and just make sure we get top four and, and fancy a champions league run.
4: If you want me to, is that to me?
2: Yeah, to you, mate. Yeah.
4: I, 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 I would say that. I would say that you can call me pessimistic. You can call me negative or call me what you want in the chat. And I don't give a shit. Um, my target is to... Us,
5: mate. It's all right. Exactly. on the show now. Oh yeah, I do it every yeah. minute. I do it most yeah, exactly, days.
4: Exactly. <laughs> but 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 it is. We have to uh, adjust our expectations um, and make sure. <laughs> it kills me. It fucking kills me to say this, but we have to make sure it doesn't. It doesn't end our season. We don't get into a slump. We don't. We don't just give up. I, I'm not saying we just give up and that's it. We have to, we have to stick in there until we get these players back. And I know every time we get a player back, another one goes out. Yeah, it's the fucking nature of the season. It's mental, but we have to stick in there. We can't fall away like sort of for the like for, for example, look, City we're at, without Laporte last season, they finished 18 points behind us. We cannot let that happen. We've got much more than the mentality wise for that not to happen. I believe. We've been dealt an absolute crazy, cruel hand in terms of injuries, and there's nothing we can do about it except just keep persevering. Um, Klopp's not worrying me. Klopp's the best manager in the world, and he's the best fit for us. My God, if there was no Klopp, I don't, I, I fear, I fear for this club. But that's a different podcast. Um, but um, but he sometimes, sometimes even the greatest coaches, coaches go through patches. In a season where, you know, they get sort of embroiled in the mental fatigue of the players, and it rubs off, and you know, maybe he's fighting with the with the with the media, and you know, maybe he has an effect slightly, but he has to. We have to. The players have to clear their heads. He has to clear his head. Hope Mane's back. Hope Fabinho's back. Um, Allison's back. That's just three players I've mentioned that fucking are absolute monsters in any team. And we've got it. my expectation is hundred percent to make sure we finish in the top four title forget about it honestly guys, forget about the title not, not only not only for the fact not only for the fact that we're crippled with those injuries those facts but city city do, do, i mean it's a mad season, but city don't look like losing four or five games now out of the remaining 17-18. I, I think the
2: big thing, Grizz, when you're looking at title pushes, you look at defences and Manchester City just look like they're not going to concede a goal again for the for the rest mm. of time. Um, And there'll always be a threat going forward. I mean, Keith, from your side, do you think tonight's result has kind of changed expectations for Liverpool and do we need to kind of adjust our expectations yeah. of this team?
5: Yeah, in a sense, I... I I agree that we think the title is gone now because we're, what, seven behind Man City. They have a game in hand. Now, I know we were seven behind. They were seven behind us a couple of years ago. Wouldn't we be a, a game and, you know, if we'd have bet them, um, we would have gone 10 clear and we didn't, you know. So, look, anything can happen. But I don't think we should give up on the chase because we should be aiming to come second. We shouldn't yeah. be just aiming to, ah, oh, Forget about it, let's just concentrate on the Champions League. Because if you do that, you come sixth or seventh in this league. Do you know what I mean? This is a poxy league. This is a this is a muck muck season where other absolute buckets of shite are picking up points all over the place. And we can't afford that. You know, we just can't afford it. We need to it's all well and good saying, Oh look, excuses about injuries. And Jose Mourinho went on about the Spurs injury list and start rattling off under 17 players that were missing. We're missing Allison tonight, the keeper, right? And we've missed him for too many games this season, right, alone. we have missing th- three of our centre-backs and our fourth centre-back, right? He was also our defensive midfielder. We're missing Keita, who, like him or low. Like, I think most people like Nabi Kata as a player, just get frustrated with the availability of Nabi Keita. But he's another player that could easily be make a claim to be in the first 11 if he's fitting on for him. And we're missing our back the, the the types of players we're missing is more than just saying oh well we're missing 8 but Gav did you say Southampton were missing 8 last night or something Southampton like Southampton
3: were missing 8 yeah and then yeah well who were yeah. the 8 that, <laughs> that worked know, out alright for them oh no it? I yeah. think they were eight, 8 senior players that's what I yeah but
5: what I'm saying to you is is it their first choice keeper and their all their centre backs and their defensive midfielder and you know what I mean like the, the level of player that we're missing is absolutely decimating And I think we just have to muddle through as well as we can. Grizz said it there. One player comes back, two players go out injured. What can we do with this squad? Do you know what I mean? What can we do? We've a squad, we've a team there that, you know, on the face of it tonight, personnel was Milner out for Jones, I'd say. Other than that, there wasn't much more he can do. And they just looked devoid of energy. Now, one of the things I know is Jeannie picks up a yellow card and has a couple of fouls that Kevin Friend pulls him up on. Every time he went near a brilliant player, he was getting pulled up for it. Is that a case that Genie was just sort of wasn't didn't want to commit, or did he just look too out of it tonight? Like, what do you think? Like, what what what's the what's the problem with the midfield tonight? Is it just I, the legs I, of Milner? Is it the energy just sapped or what?
2: I just don't think we were progressive enough. I don't think we imposed ourselves on the game. I, I always look. I think. I think Thiago was bright in patches in possession, but I don't think any one of them took the game by the scruff of the neck. And I think that's what you've got to do when, um, you know, when Brighton get back in their shape, we've got to try and move them around. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we've got to be varied in our passing. There was no variety in what we did today. I think if I'm being honest, I think the only times we looked to create was probably from direct passes from Henderson from the back, clipped over the top. I think we need, we got in a couple of times, but nothing was funneled through the midfield. Um, we didn't look to, to drive. With the ball, that's why I think I was more frustrated. The Curtis didn't start tonight. Fresh, fresh legs, fresh ideas, fresh approach. um I just, I just think it needed freshening up. But then, it, like, like we said at the start, you know, there was a lot of senior players that just, that just didn't show up tonight. But Jamie um, is damning. It's damning
4: if we can't <laughs> use Oxley Chamberlain in, in in a patch in a, in a part of the season like this. It's the first time he's been consistently fit. I think he's been fit for about two months now, Jamie. Gavin, mm. Keith, I'll speak to you all. If he's not going to be trusted and played in this in this part of the season where we have absolutely ran Genie into the fucking ground. Henderson is playing at the back. Fabinho is playing at the back. What is the point? And I'm and I'm I know Keith likes Ox. You know, maybe I you social know media Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you follow me on Instagram, and I know you click on all the pictures. I get all that. But I I put Ox in the exact same bracket as Divock Origi, lads. And I know it might come as a shock to you guys and you're going to say, oh, well, Ox has got more to his game. No, I don't think he has. I think Ox had more to his game pre-injury. I think Ox was bought for a reason because of his dynamism, because of his powerful running. He doesn't have that. He still may have a shot because you don't lose the shoot,
2: the shot. Right. Do you know what he, he doesn't, doesn't have, Chris? He doesn't have confidence as well. I think Ox is a rhythm player. He's a rhythm player and he needs oh, to play the, consistently. How, how,
4: how are the only ones with rhythm players, Jamie? No, hey, no, no, I'm no look, Clemson I agree with you. With
2: you. Yeah. No, I, no, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. And, and I don't think he's good enough for this Liverpool team. I think yes. the team, like with, with Lalan and the likes, the team evolved and they, they kind of get, get left behind. Yeah, I, I think Jamie, it's, I, it's, it's crippled him. I, I think he is one of those players that's always been better when he's had a run again. Um, yeah. but i think to expect him to come in now and, and change games is, is probably asking too much i just i, I think he's he's been yeah, left a little bit behind but at the Go same on,
3: time it, but at the same time it's telling that he has been fit and he hasn't been seen i think that's quite telling in 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 team selections like you know <laughs> uh, forget injuries and forget whatever else like if you have a fit oxley chamberlain which he is he's on the bench what what do you expect from Oxley chamberlain You expect some energy, you expect directness, you expect commitment players, um shots, you know, we he, he's a bit he's a bit um he's a bit off the wall for me as a player. You know, yeah. I I can't
2: quite I don't know what he what, is anymore. But I, to, yes, to
3: but well, I, I never knew what he was. And I was happy with that because I thought when he was in the midfield with say a Fabinho and a Henderson, he was a bit of a wild card. He worked hard, he he was good, he's he was quite good tactically, but he, he would blast one from twenty five yards or he would just skip past the player and, and show a bit of imagination but and I could never quite put my finger on where where he fit. And that's not me backtracking and knock saying we should, never should have signed them. I like him. I I well I I liked him as a signing. I liked what he was trying to do, what Klopp was trying to do with him. But now it's quite telling that he's he's on the bench now and you're looking around and Miller's legs are hanging off at 35 and playing four games in 10 days. And, and, and Ox isn't, well, how, how is Ox not jumping around like a fucking lunatic going I want Get me on the pitch. Come on. I don't think he believes in himself
2: though. Now, I I don't don't know. Maybe it's, maybe,
3: maybe it's a lack of confidence about his body. I don't know, but it's quite telling. And look, Grizz puts him in the same bracket as Deivokarig or or whatever, but I think it's well.
4: (laughs) well, well, (laughs) But but in in terms of in terms of in terms
3: of being on the bench and not being like you have to remember if you go back, Ox was fairly regular in their midfield with Fabinho and Henderson. You know what I mean? He was in there, you know, and, and he was in there with Ronaldo. He was in there, you know, he, he, he did get games and he, the only time he, the only time he moved away from that midfield is if he had to play up front, you know, and because something happened with, with a player or whatever it might be. But I, I think it's, it's quite telling on him as to being fit or supposedly fit on the bench and, and not getting in ahead of. Of a Milner that's played so many games, even a Wayne that's played many games, you're not willing to take a risk and move Thiago maybe and, and, yeah. and get Oxley Chamberlain to the side. I think, I think it's um, his mm, it, it days might be numbered. But you see, this this can all get very very reactionary, very very quickly yeah. after last where we're, we're revamping the whole squad. The truth is, if you get no, to the no, summer, I think it's reactionary. It, well, well, to be honest with you, if you get to the summer, I want to say my opinions
4: are reactionary because I've, no, no, I've, no. I've been sharing this with you especially I'm, you and Keith for about mm, four or five months. I mean, I'm not... Do just you know what I would like say, Chris? I,
2: I, if I look at that, I think one of the most frustrating things for me and, and I said it to Keith before in my question, you know, when when we looked at the bench and the two lads stood up, I thought this this can't be this can't be the change. It just, it just can't be the change. The game was crying out for Curtis Jones. He should have started the game. I just, I don't know why those two changes were made. And, and I knew at that point that this wasn't going to be, be Liverpool's night. I think that's the thing that's frustrated me. I, I felt like tonight could have been avoidable. Um, and we've just felt like Gav put it perfectly. We fell into their trap. We Brighton set a trap and we fell into it. Hook line and sinker. And let's be honest, lads, it could have been it could have been worse. And it just leaves us now in a in a precarious situation that we've got to try and uh, you know we, we look at let's let's look ahead to City, right? And I'll come to you, Gav. You know we've got we've got City at the weekend, mm-hmm. possibly the the worst game you could probably, you could want to have or best whichever way you want to look yeah. at it. Liverpool usually rise to the occasion against the better sides. You know if you're looking at that that eleven tonight what what changes for you what changes for you going into that city game personnel change do you look to bring in the new center backs what do you do to kind of revitalize and pick up a liverpool team that look a little bit uh, shell shocked after that one tonight um it's
3: a tough one it really is after tonight i think if you win tonight you're kind of going are oh, we go one more time because i think we've a week off after city don't we um but, but but just going back slightly you know and and revamping squads and stuff like that I think the key to this is you need to look at the players that aren't quite in the first 11 and you need to you probably need to move a few of those and get players in that aren't quite in the first 11 but are absolutely banging at manager's doors to get into it um, at the moment, at the moment, we have players that are not quite in the first 11, being given an opportunity to absolutely put a case forward to themselves and failing them miserably. And I, th- I think that's why I'm saying, if you if, if you...
2: if,
0: Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet.
1: Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more.
3: You have Van Dijk and Gomez there and Fabinho and um, Henderson have no interest in a t- 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 centre half is none of their business. You're looking at it a completely different way and you're saying to yourself, it's, it's probably one or two. And because stuff's going on there, you're thinking four or five, fucking six, you know, whatever. Um, I, I think it's, I th- the biggest thing for me is the players that had a real chance to stake a claim to not only be more important in this squad, but stake a claim to be in the team i think of being really poor looking forward to city um i think it's a hard one jamie um i think they're the worst team you can come up against in terms of trying to blow the player in because you know they're a bit more defensive this season i think they're a bit more they're looking to be a bit more solid and trust the quality they have up front yeah. to to nick them games rather than try blow teams away and not only that not only that um i'd th- I think it's their best chance to win the Champions League because it, if this is their outlook because they've always tried to blast teams away in the Champions League and got picked off. So I think that's another thing. But for me at the weekend, you're hoping Alisson is back, even though Keller are done well. It'll be Trent and Robbo. Um, if Fabinho's back, I'd go with Fabinho and Quebec at the centre-half. Um, exactly. It's not yeah. like... It's, Change it completely. I go for yeah, I go for Binho and Kabak. Yeah, I think um, I like Henderson in the centre half, but I like him more in midfield. Um, I'd stick with Wijnaldum, but I would get Henderson and Thiago in beside him. And up front, I think up front's the, the, the problem. Um, Salah will play. I think Firmino will play, but I play Curtis Jones off the left. That's Mane will doing.
4: be back. Mane will be back.
3: Well, I'll there's rumours going around today that Mane could be out for a couple. Of years. If Mane is back. You no, know back. what way it's going. You know what way He'll it's going.
4: But I just um, want a quick, a quick comment, guys. What Jurgen Klopp just said, and it and, it's, and it's, it's, it fits in with what Jamie asked. Like, you know, what do we do, or what happens against City? Jurgen Klopp said the boys didn't look fresh tonight. Why didn't he change it? Why didn't he change see, it? See that, that—that
2: see that's the thing that was frustrating me is that we we knew that when when that eleven came out and you looked at it, you knew in that midfield that they they have every we, right not to be fresh. We all knew James, that exactly. As I said last on the last podcast, I'm 35 years old. I'm the same age as James Milner. I get stiff getting out of bed. He's just played two games against West Ham and Tottenham, where he was absolutely superb everywhere, yeah. all over the pitch. It needed to be freshened up. It had, it had to be freshened up. Why did he say that? I don't get it. And then not do nothing about it. It's yeah. so
4: if he knew before him. Is it hindsight? I don't know. You know,
2: Gav is.
3: Jamie's dropped off there. Um, the, yeah, no, he's just dropped off. he drop off and come back in. But yeah, Klopp saying that um, the, the boys didn't look fresh tonight. I think it's a very. Um, Obvious thing to say, Chris, you know, yeah, and I say it. that
4: Gav, after not changing yeah, but, the team, though, you're heaping yeah. pressure on yourself. That has that that statement doesn't make sense at all. And well, it maybe he not expecting them,
5: he was probably expecting more out of them. Do you know what I mean? Like, like Alisson wakes up with a sickness, right? But it's not COVID, but he's just not well. You hear stories of players having the scuts and all that maybe there's a bleeding virus going through the team and the energy isn't there. And it could be literally, and that's not an excuse, by the way, before anyone says, oh, excuses, it's not an excuse. It's a genuine sort of... Concern. So lethargic in that game tonight that to me, it looked like more than just, you know, a few games. The thing about, well, I'll just continue here, there was a moment in the West Ham game that I thought reminded me of the old Liverpool. And it wasn't the second goal, it was the third goal. It was... 34 passes, moving them from side to side, but not aimlessly moving them. It was moving them, uh, for a purpose, like we did when we were good. It was Ox going in and doing a bit of creativity, Bobby Sam um, squared it. And that was a, that was a throwback to the good Liverpool. And we haven't seen enough of that, but that was excellent. Tonight, they just all look dead on their feet. How can you go from, from going back to the old ways, pressing and movement to just being leading?
3: I don't agree with that. I don't agree. I, I don't agree with this. Like, don't get me wrong.
2: You what know, did you I miss talk, there, Gav? Because the uh, missus was downloading the Kardashians downstairs, and I, I dropped off for a second there. Keith, Keith said. Um, Keith said we deserved the three points because that's Keith.
3: No money, mess. He didn't say that. Um, no, we have we haven't really missed much. We are just we are just wafting away until you come back. But uh, listen, he says the energy stuff, and okay, maybe, but I think it's more down to the way we tried to play. Like, oh, I yeah. think it's very easy to drain yourself of energy, okay, if you're just fucking monotonously playing the ball around. Like, you you, you always hear about, oh, this player's playing on adrenaline, you know, he's, he's he's flying at the moment, and he's played fucking 10 games in the last 14 days, but who cares because he's scoring goals, and he he's running on adrenaline, and it's great. If if Even if you play a one-two, you know, get a shot away, your adrenaline goes up, your energy goes up. It's like, yeah, we're in this, we're in this. It's very hard to get yourself out of that, you know what I mean. Like, I, like uh, I can't. I'm listen, I'm not here to. I played football till I was about 25 years of age, and then you know, I found girls and drink. Um, but uh, you
2: know, all, only um, found them at 25, <laughs> no, yeah, I, found
3: them right. well be, I, I found them well before that, but you hung on like I hung on to 25. Drink, <laughs> 20 no, don't say stuff like that. I know I'm I i do not take anything <laughs> apart from drink and um, and girls, <laughs> but um, but. But the thing, but the thing is, like, the only way I can, I can say to you is, if like, if I'm out playing golf, right, and I'm not playing well, your energy goes. You're like, fucking can't wait for this to be over. I can't, because I'm doing the same shit things all the time. It's becoming not, I've, I've no interest in it. After nine holes, you want to go home, but at the same time, you're, yeah. you're happy to be out in the air, right? If I'm playing good golf, I can't wait to get to the next hole. I can't wait to hit the next putt. I can't wait to hit the next drive. I can't, you know, I'm chatting away with the lads. I'm f- f- fucking flying for them. and. It, it's all about how well you're doing. And I think this team just dropped themselves in a hole tonight and went, oh, we're not getting out of this. I'm not even fucking trying. And that's that's the only sort well, of... It was from fr-
5: early on, really, that he looked like that, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I remember I, I was playing, uh, as you know, I was playing long, non-league for a, for a while, a few years, and I went through a crisis of confidence, absolutely. And the club brought in a club psychologist and they talked to you about how you would play and 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 what decisions you were making on the football pitch. And they they he spoke to me about basically going back to basics and you, you you feel your way into the game. And what happens when you're short of confidence is you don't take risks. And I felt that that's what Liverpool were doing tonight. There was no risks or responsibility being taken from anybody. And I used to do the same. You'd hide. You don't want possession. You don't want to take the risky pass because you don't want to give it give it away. It just seemed like a Liverpool team that were. We're scared to take those chances. And and Kieran made a good point here in a super super chat, right? He said, I'm massively FSG in. This summer is their acid test. Our first eleven is there. We need to persuade the right players to come in for backup. There can be quite a large summer overhaul because it's backup require requirements that are needed. Now I agree to a certain extent, but I think what happens tonight is those seven, eight players that are missing, when they come back into the side, the lads that are playing tonight then become the reserves. And it's very, very difficult to bring players in to be back up and not play many games of football. Like, who's going to come in now when you've got Jota, Mane, Salah, Firmino? Who's going to come into midfield when you've got Henderson, Firmino, Thiago, uh, G- Ginny Wijnaldum, if he if he stays do you think, Keith, there's something in that, in that we need to start thinking about the squad and, and, and the backup? Or do you think we're now seeing, you know, the, the consequences of the fact that we've got seven or eight players missing from the team?
5: Yeah, I mean, as we, as we said, Jamie, we can use the excuse of, you know, eight players out, eight players out, and it can be an excuse. But I think the midfield can be overhauled and will be, needs to be overhauled in the summer, because we know Genie Wijnaldum is going to go. James Milner is catching up on me in years. So I'm 40 and he's nearly older than me. Um Grizz touched on Oxley Chamberlain not offering us anything anymore. Nabi Keita, ability wise, it's there. Availability, it's not. So that's we're not gonna move on Nabi Kate, don't get me wrong. But that's four midfield players that I feel can be not upgraded, but can you know you can bring in one or two? Keith, why are you scared of saying upgraded? No, no, I don't. Because genuine album genuine album for example, we upgraded. I mean, it's, is it's
4: it upgraded now? I think I think Basuma. I think I think Basuma there on the pitch was the best midfielder on the on the pitch. One hundred percent. dominated, yeah. bullied every single one of our midfielders well, that wasn't and attackers. Her. Oh, it, it still does. It takes some doing. Yeah. Oh, yeah,
5: we you know. made him look good, and he is a great player. Don't get me wrong. One and I know
4: you. One next to him, Alzate is nothing. You know this guy, and then they had um, Trossard, who was sort of playing in the tent. I think it's, it's time to say that can be upgraded. Oh yeah, yes, it's not can. can't be upgraded. Henderson can't be upgraded. These guys, I agree, they are they are elite yeah. infielders. Uh, I agree. Hold on, hold on, up, yeah. hold on.
3: You you were telling me two weeks ago that Genie, look how fucking good he is. He's brilliant. He's brilliant. Yeah. He's brilliant. And they are telling me he can be upgraded. Like what? Which one is? It? I'll it. I tell
4: you what. I tell you what it is. Because because it is. He's thirty. Thirty one. At yeah. this stage, what I'm saying, he can be upgraded if the chance is there to be upgraded. There's no so, harm in that. There's no so harm. Yeah, in it. Is,
2: let's play devil's advocate, right? You're you're talking about maybe moving players on. Like what what scale of of number of players would you be be looking to move on? I I I, I don't think it's a major major overhaul in term. And this
4: is where you might think I'm coming back, but let me give context. The fact is, we are seven eight players, and we could. I don't want to bore the listeners or whatever. They know who the 7-8 are that would come back into this team, stroke squad. That means we have a bloody deep squad if we're still churning out players of the caliber we are and lineups of the caliber we are, right? We've added two centre-backs who may or may not be around the squad, right? We have to target, for me, if you ask me, we 100% need another forward, and I'm talking Jota levels. I'm not talking. I'm not talking Look, I'm not. I'm not being greedy here. I'm not asking for Mbappe levels. I'm talking someone who will put Salah on his toes, for example. So Jota's come in and given Bobby and 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 and, and Mane a, a jolt up the backside on that side, right? We need someone, another multi multifunctional forward, a top multifunctional forward. Ginny, we know. L- is going to go, right? So we don't need to worry about hurting his feelings or upgrading him or he can do a job. Let's put it in our head. Let's get in our head. genie is gone. Milner is gone, right? In terms of legs, physicality for what we want. He's, a, he's yeah. a, amazing to have around the squad and maybe he can still play the odd game next season and he'll be happy with that. If we replace those three, Jamie, those three positions in the squad, that's not a lot I'm asking for. Th- three elite players. We've got seven, eight that we can get rid of.
5: And I'm asking so for this. Do you not think we need, right? Let's say. We know the centre back issues. We need another centre back.
4: Yeah, we need the centre back. That's, that's even fine. keeping
5: Kabak, in my opinion. We need a centre back. I agree. I agree. We probably need a, a goalkeeper. Do we need a, a no, keeper of some I love, sort? I love Kelleher. I love oh, Kelleher. Look, Kelleher, but if Alisson's going to miss games, it, you need a tour keeper of some variety, right? Let's say. So we have to bring in I wouldn't say
4: priority. I wouldn't say priority. That's no, maybe not priority. I mean, maybe I mean, an Adrian
5: you, level. We level.
4: I'm asking for four players, guys. I'm not asking for a major over. I'm asking for a top centre-back, a top forward, and two midfielders to replace the outgoing Ginny and Milner.
5: Klopp doesn't like a big squad either. This is something we're off again. Klopp wants a small, uh, tight-knit squad. But the problem is the players are all injury-prone. So the players we'd look to get rid of, Matip, um, Shakiri, uh, Ox, Nabi. Yep. all injury-prone. All unavailable too often, injury-prone players. It's going to be hard to move them on. Who's going to take them on? Do you know, someone will, but you're not going to get the money for them. Then you're looking at, you know, if, if in my opinion you replace Shaq and Divock with one good attacking player, yeah, and you're sorted. Smaller squad, but I still think it's a big, a big job to overhaul that squad in the summer. I, don't I think, think they
3: you need see to a, do it. I'd, I'd, I'd be surprised if you see an overhaul of the squad. Um, judging on what happened this January. Um, with regards to the transfer window, the um,
4: then there's problems, Gav.
3: Well, we well, uh, I'm only trying to be realistic here, Grizz. there was there was reluctance to spend money um, until the very last minute, which made it near impossible to spend money because the other teams wanted to get replacements. And nothing's going to change between now and June.
5: Nothing's so going is to change. That a January thing? No. Well,
3: how was it a January thing? You're going to have the money in January. Or you have the fucking money in June. You're know, not accounting the way, and nothing's changing. No, look, I keep saying this: when we get to June, we won't be in football stadiums, all right? We won't be in football stadiums, and the the the, the match day revenue that's always laughed about when we're in stadiums, and now has turned into a massive fucking thing all right yeah there's nothing's going to change between now and June nothing so if you're telling me that clubs are we're walking around wary of what's going on in January they're going to be the exact fucking same in June so to, to talk around four players I know, look I don't disagree with you Grizz on what you think should come in or shouldn't come in all right I, I disagree slightly on, on, on the players you're talking about because um I don't think injury prone Which is an ones? issue Which well, ones? Well, well injury prone is an issue um first of all and secondly um, when they are fit they're not shown enough so <laughs> there's a bit of both there do you know the kind of way um, which ones do I disagree on um, I think I would be replacing people in the squad before Milner in midfield um, uh, most definitely because let me be honest let, let me be honest with you if you tell me that Milner is available for 15 to 20 league games next season I can name three fucking midfielders that he'll be available for more three players yeah. that he'll actually be available more than so they should be going before Milner because yeah. it's availability yeah. that's but, but, killing let, us you, and you
2: can say you're talking about K, like the likes of Keita there who's never available yeah, if you're yeah. talking about availability, we can all, say it. All, all all the ability
3: in the world. But oh, at the end it. of the day, at the end of the day, if you are looking to get into Liverpool's first eleven, right, you have to be a available and B take your chance. And does. Numerous players in that side uh, or that squad that have either been one or both
2: of them they've extreme they've lacked in extremely. And there's a
4: couple of super chats. Let them let, let Jamie read them out when we get back to this because they've paid you know. Yeah, nine. there's
2: there's loads of comments coming in. So Kieran makes the point, and I think he's he's uh, kind of building on what Grizz was saying. You know, you look at the likes of Origi, Chambo, uh, Ginny, fourth centre back and a right back. There's no not necessarily a change to the first eleven. It's looking underneath that and saying where can we we, we basically restructure, and, and I think that's what grizz was kind of alluding to and uh, laura made a great point laura duffy in the chat there uh basically building on what Gav was saying. Um, she basically said, that I think it was uh, Milner has played 10 games more than Naby so far this season. This is a 35-year-old man. And yeah. I think that we, we fell into a trap with Joel Matip now as well. We we have this conversation. Joel Matip is a world-class centre-back, but he never plays. He can't play more yeah. than two, three games. And th- the games are coming thick and fast for this Liverpool team. My worry, and it goes back to what Gav is saying, and I know that me, me and him have similar views on this, I don't necessarily think FSG, and I've been FSG in for for lots of things that they've done well, but when it comes to transfers and these ideas of a rebuild, I don't know if FSG are the type of owners. They are risk-averse. They don't necessarily want to spend uh, uh, or take risks with the money that they spend, and in this current climate, like Gav says, we're not getting football fans back into this stadium. I think this idea of a summer rebuild is... Optimistic. Aspect.
3: I don't know where you magic. I don't know where you magic the money from. Like, that's that's I don't what I mean. Know where, it will I don't be based,
0: based on sales. It will be based on sales. Know,
3: just, I, I, but, but this, just, this what I'm this what I'm trying to say. If you look at if you, if 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 we start on July the fourth, where all our players fit, all right, you can you can fairly easily pick our eleven. You could probably pick fourteen. What I'm saying to you is, what's killed us is the injuries. But the people below that fourteen, right, that are you know probably knocking on Klopp's door um, when everyone's thick on well, am I getting a game here well, I'm playing well I'm, I'm doing well they haven't shown up they haven't shown up and it's a mixture of them not being available not showing up and let's be honest the way we're trying to play with them in the team just yeah. isn't working it's a whole it's a whole it's a whole cumulative thing th- that's happening but at the end of the day like if I look around, and, and don't get me wrong Grizz if we me and you will probably sit down at the end of the season and do a show where we go right let's we always do it. Let's sit down and try build our squad for next season. And we'll probably agree on the amount of ins and the amount of outs, but we and we try to be realistic. We don't go eight in and eight out because it doesn't happen like that. But we probably disagree on who. Do you know the kind of way? I I'm, wanna I'm read I I wanna
4: read, read this super chat because he echoes exactly what I want and I've said and I've said it in summer not reactionary, not now, you know, oh we've lost and look throwing up our, our toys out the pram. Ron Frank says, um, I think we could use some new blood. Looked look like we needed some new ideas and hunger on the pitch tonight. All squads need a refresh at some point. And, guys, it is. It's it's absolutely asking way too much for a Klopp team to play at the, the level that we've been playing for three years, guys. Same, near enough, same, I, I think, 14, 15 players, is fair to say. At an elite level, that's hardly ever been seen before in this Premier League. That's the level we've been playing at. That's can you imagine the mileage we've covered and the same players? Yeah. It's crying out for freshness. We're not saying these guys are suddenly awful and I'll oh, fuck them out of the club. No. We're not
1: saying that at all. Love your propane grill? Well, life just got a little easier with Propane Taxi. Stop lugging that tank. Propane Taxi is a propane grill tank home delivery service that's ridiculously easy and convenient. Just go online, choose a delivery date, and Propane Taxi delivers grill tanks straight to your door. You can exchange any brand of tank, and right now, new customers get their first tank exchange for ten dollars with promo code Tank Ten. That's ten dollars for your first tank exchange with promo code Tank Ten. Visit propaintaxi.com no contact no commitment no problem we're saying
4: help them because at the moment as soon as they have a dip in energy a dip in form the fucking backups are atrocious i'm gonna say it or not available because we said it do you remember we said it Matip, cater ox shakiri if you're not gonna help us this season you're absolutely no good to us and all four of them have not helped us this season. In their time of need, in their time of hour, they've not been there. Whether it's availability, injury, COVID, whatever it is, out of form, they haven't been. And that's four players, Gav. And I'm sure there's another four we can sell. And it is, we're going to have to do it. We, we blow up, uh, smoke up Edward's arse when he's getting these deals in. We got to get him to do deals that okay. He's he's got us some brilliant money in in terms of Selanki, etc. So we've got some brilliant deals, right? But we have to adjust our expectations outgoing wise as well. We have to.
2: Yeah. You don't agree, Gav? <laughs>
3: um, I do, I do agree, but. But like just while he was talking, while Grizz was talking there, I was thinking as well, like, you know, how many players have we got that are wouldn't be forced team regulars actually playing in the force team regularly this season? And, yes. you know, maybe maybe that's down to something and <clears throat> I try to keep as level headed as I can. I'm not saying I disagree with Grizz for one second. There is players there that I would absolutely look at and say, you know what, it doesn't fit, it's not working, let's try and move them on. But I, I I'd be quite pessimistic about the summer and an actual rebuild. I think this whole COVID situation might knock that plan probably back a year and it doesn't suit us because you're looking at 22, 23 then. You're looking at two seasons left of Klopp if he sees out his contract or only sees out his contract. And I don't think that's... I don't know if Klopp tries to rebuild the side by 2023 to have a look at 2024. There's loads going on. But for me... It, putting it very simplistically, you know, you get what you can out of this season, and you t- you t- you take you take your medicine because of what's happened. But looking into next season, for me, it would be let's get all our players back, let's get them fit. But at the same time, let's let's evaluate the players that are outside that first eleven. How did they do when they came in? How available were they? And make an assessment that way. That's that's what I would look to do, and try protect yourself a little bit better if we do lose one or two or three four teamers where you can go well this fella is he's only 7 out of 10 but he would be 7 out of 10 every fucking week yeah. for 8 weeks while such and such a player is out rather than this player's a 9 out of 10 but he'll only be there for 2 out of the 12 weeks or the 8 weeks or whatever it might be and I take the 7 out of 10 lad all day long and I think that's that, that may be the route we go down
2: yeah. I, I have to be honest right so as host and first time host and I, I just like to, to to poke the bear right so I don't want to be overly optimistic pessimistic I'm just trying to get reactions out of you if I can if I can drop the guard for the second then can it I think I think we're probably it's look I'm really disappointed let's be honest that that was a really poor performance totally needless by this Liverpool team make no bones about it though if we had And if we had a handful of those players back, we would be going toe-to-toe with Manchester City without a shadow of a doubt. I I don't personally (coughs) think there needs to be a massive rebuild by any stretch of the imagination. I just think we need all our players back. If you actually look at the course of this season and the amount of things that have gone against this Liverpool team, before tonight, I would have said to you we were overachieving in the league to be where we were. I think tonight... Now starts to become a bit of a concern. I think the, I think maybe the the objective for the season maybe slightly changes. Um, I think we've got to focus on maybe getting top four, trying to get players back, uh, take take our medicine, and, and we go again. But for me, make no bones about it. I think if we get our big players back, I think this Liverpool team are good enough to go again and, and, and dominate. It's just been a, a horrific season. And the more that it the more that it continues, I feel like we've done a deal with the devil. We won the league and then all of a sudden everything that can kind of go wrong has, has gone wrong. I think Grizz is right though. I think there's a lot of players in this team now that are riding on reputation. They're not available enough. Uh, I include the likes of Naby Keita in that. I think Alex Alex Oxley Chamberlain isn't offering enough. I think Dave Ocarigi has been very very poor, um, and ultimately, when our big players have dropped away, the squad players haven't been able to step up for us. Which is which is ultimately, look, you can get away with it one or two games, but if you're looking over a con- uh, you know a, a, a block of fixtures, we've we've come unstuck, Chris. Jamie, Jamie, we're, we, we'd be absolute maniacs,
4: absolute fucking maniacs, to criticise Mane. Salah, Bobby, Ginny. We'd be we'd be fucking out of our heads for what they've done for this club in the last four years. We'd be we'd be absolute ungrateful wankers to have goers at them. They're not the issue, they're not the problem, they're not who we're having a go at. Or my frustrations are aligned with. It's the backups. Yeah. You 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 came into this club knowing we're an elite club, and every time you're called upon, A, you must be fit and available at all times. Okay, some people are unlucky, but B, when you've stepped on that pitch, when you're given an opportunity, fucking grasp it. We could go through, not just, them, not just the backups to them four. We could say five, six players that haven't grasped it. We, how, many, how many times did we say, oh, Lovren deserves another year? Oh, Lalana deserves another year. Oh, Sturridge deserves another year. Okay. I don't want to be in that situation again, guys, where yeah. we're saying, oh, another year give them another year, give them, we're, we're, we're back. Batt- this is our best chance of winning league titles because we've got the best manager we've had in, in fucking billions of years ever. And we, we have to capitalise. And for, to, for us to capitalise, I feel we have to show a ruthless streak. That's all I'm asking for from the owners, Edwards and Klopp. Show a ruthless streak. Well, we Garen, need, Garen, on, on,
5: sorry, sorry, Jamie. Before we finish up on that, this has been my last contribution on Grizz's point there. We need to be in a situation where if we're looking to add a bit of spark to an attack, <coughs> for me, no, that's coming off the bench. You don't have crap behind the first 11 and you're line. We need to be buying players that can push them as Jota done and then Bobby is out of the team and Bobby is the one coming in and not Divok. you know what I mean? So we need to, to have a squad that's hungry to, when they are getting called upon. Sorry, for I think, uh, no, no, not at
2: all, mate. Um, and I think that kind of lends to what Kieran said here in his super chat. He he's basically said that this is FSG's acid test this summer. There needs to be a philosophy change, um, and they ultimately needs to in, to invest in the club. And and I think we are at that point. I think that we're at a natural kind of. Yeah, I think that's that's going to be the big one, um, and it'll be an interesting summer, that's for sure. But don't be don't be don't be giving up on this Liverpool team yet. I think is the is the general message. There's one thing I want to mention before we wrap up, by the way, because we're at, what an hour and a half now, and people have got beds to go to. Uh, the trip has reached a milestone this week, and the man the man responsible for a lot of it won't talk about it because he's not that type of guy. A mil- yeah, that fella up there. <laughs> The most hardworking, humble man in show business. Uh, a million, a million views for the LFC day trippers uh, on YouTube for, for the, for the, for the la- a group of lads that half of us should be locked up in jail. Absolute group of psychopaths. But when they come together and put their minds together, led by this man who made the decision to commit to YouTube a while ago. And it's pay it's it's starting to bear fruit. He puts in some hell of a shift behind the scenes, so he wouldn't have mentioned it. So I wanted to make sure that I would. Uh, round of applause for Gab, who's put in some hell of a shift and a massive achievement, mate. Well done to yourself. You got a prick yeah. uh, here. Um, uh, yes. No, listen,
3: in fairness, it is a milestone and, um, it was a shock, to be honest. It's not something I keep an eye on. Um, we do, we keep an eye on our subscribers. We keep an eye on our comments that come into YouTube after the shows and stuff and try to, um, interact with people the the interaction is what it's all about it always has been but um it was a shock when andy said it the other day he said i think we're on nine hundred and seventy-five thousand or something like that and um i i did check it this morning i said 975 i wonder and it was over a million but listen it's not only down to me um yes i committed to this yes i i stopped doing everything else to to put everything i had into this um (laughs) but like uh, to be honest like you know grail's Keith, Shawnee, Jamie, Andy, Phil, the all every all of them that you see on these shows, and people you don't even see on shows, help me. People from other podcasts give you advice. They they give you a dig out. You might need a guest. They put you in contact with someone. But the most important thing for me is, um, you know, and I know the lads as well. It's the interaction, whether it's here, whether it's um. Whether it's, you know, in the comments after the show, whether it's on Twitter, Instagram, the Flick Sports uh, chat app, whatever it is, we that's what we love, you know, Um, and we still do our audio downloads and loads of people listen to that, and that was always our bread and butter, but we had a go at this, yeah, I... I'm a stubborn fucker, you see. And when I get my mind on something. I won't let it go. And, um, but now it's been, it's been an unbelievable six months, unbelievable six months. And um, 10K is next. 2 million is next. And um, we'll see where we go from
5: there. How much? If uh, you
2: yeah. don't mind, mate, I had to drop that in there. Cause I think, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a milestone. I didn't want to go, uh, didn't want to leave out. So fair play to you, mate. Uh, lads, it's not been exactly the idea. Oh, we got one more super chat there to come in. Look at that. Congratulations to the team for the milestone. Best LFC channel. Period. Looking forward to more great content. Good Thank stuff. You, yeah. Man. It's it's only it's only Thank the start. You. Only the start. Uh so yeah, lads. Hopefully, fingers crossed, there's been a couple of comments that have come in tonight saying I'm bad luck and I'm not allowed to host again. I think that's wow. entirely fair at this point. Uh um, yeah, tough shit. Um Hopefully, fingers crossed, the Reds will be back soon. Uh, Quick mention to football prizes, as I said at the start of the show. Uh, The prize this week, official 2019 Champions League final programme signed by Gomez, Van Dijk, Trent, uh, Ginny Wijnaldum. Uh, I think there's 66 tickets left, so make sure you click the link below and get involved if you want to. Gents, we did our first one together, first one as host. It was an absolute pleasure.
3: Well done. Yeah, you've done great apart <laughs> <Par Yeah>.
2: from the end apart from that <laughs> right look after yourselves gents the next one will be better I promise
0: 150 years of Children's National Hospital 150 years of groundbreaking research of exceptional health care for kids of helping families like mine and yours 150 years stronger with your help please give today Visit childrensnational.org slash 150 years. That's childrensnational.org slash 150 years. Some
1: cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV HRV pilot passport you name it so if you're looking for a car that's the total package the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer hurry before they're all gone
0: sports social podcast network